This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that's actually been on our heart for the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> actually, a little bit more than that. But uh, we did uh, we did attempt to do this show last week and had a little bit of a technical difficulty, and it so record. it didn't record. And so we're back in doing it this week. So you're going to get uh, version two uh, of of this particular topic, which is what's a man's role in society today not necessarily in society but with everything that's going on in society right now with the COVID-19 everything that's going on what's what's a man's role in his family at work to those around him through social media what's that really look like and I think you'll be surprised that there's a lot of different answers and and I think at at the end of the day we'll come back to what we always come back to it it, you got to walk with God in it to know really what your role is but there's going to be a lot of things we we touch on today and the first thing we want to probably do Robbie's go ahead and play the the clip yeah, actually, Harold sent this to me. Um, he had seen it on social media somewhere, and and this was a gentleman given an opportunity to step up, right? And, yeah. And and see what the man's role was, and his response was, you know, less than maybe what we'd hoped for. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice: do you a quarantine with your wife and child, or b b. b. <laughs> I still find it funny. <laughs> so, Harold, I, obviously you find it funny as well. Uh, what was it about that clip that made you laugh? Oh, it's just hilarious to me that uh, he, without having any idea what the option B entails, he picks it. That says an awful lot about how he feels about his wife and child. Yeah, I I uh, can't can't divulge who the conversation was with. I. It could have been a friend, a family member, an acquaintance. But I was talking with somebody that's uh, nearing the age of retirement last week, and they said, you know, I thought I wanted to retire. <laughs> but after being home for the last five weeks and realizing my rather large house is not big enough to get away from one single person, <laughs> the, the, you know, it doesn't matter how big my house is. You know, and it's not that there's not love in that relationship. It's just it's a totally different uh, situation these days. You know, a lot different than what most Americans are used to. Trust me, I've been retired now for 12 years and uh, been married for almost 56. It is different. I think this is the perfect opportunity to share the dishwasher story here. I mean, mean, you know, if there ever was a time, I mean, this um, a lot of men are probably experiencing a dishwasher kind of experience right now. Well, what what you're laughing about is I had revealed the fact to the to the guys in previous meeting that I got in real trouble when I retired and came home and saw how my wife loaded the dishes in the dishwasher and made the mistake of quote solving a problem close quote 
and showing and showing her how the dishwasher ought to be done. That and a few other things. Uh, so you have to be careful uh, to stay out of trouble. And I'm not that smart. I, I did think of you the other day, Harold, because that sounds like something I would obviously do. And I think most men, you know, if we're, we're, we're solvers. And so if there's not a problem, we're going to try to find one that we can solve anyway. But, you know, one of the most common things that I think are being asked in marriages these days is, why do you do it that way? You know, and that's not usually going to end up well. <laughs> no matter no. no matter which person's asking that. No. Uh, yeah, it was, we understood everything uh, quite differently in that regard. My whole career in information systems had been, you know, 40 plus years of solving problems. And so when I came home, I started seeing things that I had not seen when I was working. And so I started solving what I thought was a problem, what she took as criticism. And I didn't really intend it that way, but it, that's how it came across. And so got to be careful. And uh, like like the guy was saying, it doesn't matter how big your house is, you're going <laughs> to find ways to get in trouble. Yeah. So if I was to ask you the question of, you know, what would you say a man's role in today's society, the way we know it to be as we speak today, what would that look like? One of the things that, that, that struck me is that our need to really stand up and proclaim the fact that this is not God causing this. Uh, what people need to understand, in, in my opinion, is if it's bad, it didn't come from God. Uh, we live in a fallen world. Uh, when God created the world, it was good. Everything was good until Satan came on the scene, and then it got bad. And so in our world today, when we see bad, don't attribute it to God and ask the question, why does God let bad things happen to good people? Uh, we we just have to understand that the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. So when we have bad things, just know where it came from. And we, uh, as believers, uh, need to take that position and, and expound it to when we have the opportunity. Don't don't let people fight against God because He's not going to fight back against them except through us. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. You know, I think that it's it's real easy to look back and say, well, there was a whole time with with the Pharaoh, and you know, God did certain things. So how do we know He's not doing doing that here? You know, and I think that the the whole thing is, you know, is remembering Jesus's teaching of who the Father really is. Right, and, and God is calling us to him in this time. He's always calling us to him. This time would not be any different than the other time, other than I think more people are hopefully turning to him during this time. You know, if, yeah, what, go ahead. what they need to realize is that, uh, that God has given the, the people who are working to find cures and, and so forth for this. Where did that intellect come from? Uh, well, it came from God. It didn't come from the devil. That's true. That's true. Well, thank you, Harold. We're going to come back to you here in just a little bit, but we're going to move on to uh, Andy. Andy, how are you doing? How's things up in the uh, the northern whatever part of the state you're in? Yeah, good. I mean, like I say, like I said last week when it didn't get recorded, uh, we, we we're up here in Boone. You know, we're the far northwest corner, as you say. We've been social distance, uh, social distance, quarantine long time before this ever came along so uh, 
Andy, I hate to tell you this in the middle of it, but we're losing you again. Um, can you move okay. your mouthpiece or switch your headset or whatever you need to do to so we I'll can just, hear you? I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll put that up. Sorry. Stand on one foot. So, Try that. Head north. <laughs> <laughs> we we can hear you now. So, so I was trying to make the point. I'm so far up here out of the middle of and from in the distance, the far corner of North Carolina. And so my headpiece uh, made it made that point that I'm way out here. So anyway, it's I, I just what I was trying to say though is we, we social distance up here in the mountains. I mean I'm you know don't have uh, a whole lot of neighbors and stuff. So you know it's it's just like I was telling my daughter that I was like it's just like there's just so much more activity in the low country and stuff. But with that said, it's it's just been a a weird time to because you know to spend Easter holidays uh, without being with family and stuff. It's just it, it really is a different time than what we've ever experienced. I mean, I was trying to compare the closest thing I think would be September 11th, but even then we weren't really distanced from one another. It was something totally different. But uh, you know, it's like Carol was saying. You know, I don't believe God does uh, you know bad things to people at all. But I do think he takes them and uses them to draw us to himself and get get our attention. I think that was, you know, somewhat of what happened in September 11th and what's happening here is not that he's going to take what the enemy uses to try to bring bad, and he's going to take it and, and give people an opportunity to say, okay, I can't watch sports, I can't watch entertainment, I'm here by myself, can I spend more time with my family, can I spend more time with my God, and can can I benefit from this time, so... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andy, what uh, what's something that you would say is a man's role right now? You know, I, I've thought a lot about this because when this hap came on, I think I think I shared last week. It, it's just, you know, in the last few years, I feel like I've really deepened my relationship with God down deep and deeper rooted in Him. And I feel like, you know, it, I just felt like in a better position in, in uh, 2008, 2009, during that downturn, I was just so fearful of losing my job and how would I would, how would I handle things and stuff. And, you know, my situation is fairly good right now compared to what some people's are, but that's not really where my trust is. If, if I was, you know, in to get in dire straits or whatever, I still would be dependent on God. And I think as, as a, our role as a man is to have that confidence in God and project that confidence and remind people that God has always come through for his people and to just be consistent in that and and to say, you know, again, this bad thing happened, but what can we do to use it to post on social media to get to instill confidence in people, to talk to other people about the goodness of God, to give testimonies of where he's come through it for us in the past and help people's faith to get through it because we are, our faith is being tested right now. Agreed. You know, I would say that I've actually found myself enjoying social media a lot more than I had. Honestly, I would use Facebook for primarily to know when people's birthdays were. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know the truth of it is, I'd log in each day just to see, okay, that's whose birthday is it today that I need to reach out to, and you're great about that, by the way. Well, thank you, yeah, thank you. I uh, 
But that's the primary use of it. I wouldn't really post anything on it. I, I would look at a few friends' profiles, you know, to see what's going on in their life if I'm not really up to date with them. But I've seen a lot of live streams that have been really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, some mm-hmm. things, you know, I had my uh, my uh, niece's husband, you know, my nephew by marriage, and his kids were just decided to play the guitar and live stream and, and do a worship session. You know, and the kids are all little, you know, they're all under 10, I think, probably in that area. You know, and it was pretty cool just to watch that for a few minutes and be a part of their life in a different way. And I think there's been some unique things out there that people are finding social media to use. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Darren and Jim about a man's role and then ask, actually ask the question, what are some blessings you're finding? And in the after hours, we're going to ask about the struggles. So you want to tune in for that and go download that after this show. Go to Masculine Journey. .org to download previous podcasts and also to register for an upcoming boot camp we think will be in November, but we're not going to put up the page just quite yet. Oh, and it's cold outside and you get out of the shower and your towel won't dry you off. Oh, <laughs> it makes you feel like you might need to throw in the towel. <laughs> well, go ahead. We got something better for you. My pillow towels. I mean, some bath towels just don't absorb water. Others, you know, you feel like you're drying off with sandpaper. About 20 years ago, the textile manufacturers came up with a not-so-brilliant idea to make towels softer by adding chemicals. Great idea, but one problem. The towels won't dry you off. My pillow is changing back to the better days when towels actually worked. This is Southern Cotton from the USA. 60-day money-back guarantee. Colors to match any bathroom. White, mineral gray, stone, ocean blue, royal, purple, and more. If you order right now, you get 30% off a set. Two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Call 800-943-7096. Use promo code CARGUY. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours Podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. And that's what we're talking about is what's it mean to be a man right now? You know, and we're getting some different answers from different people, but they're all guiding us to some real truths. And so we're going to kind of continue that with our friend Darren. Darren, you're uh, north but in a different direction than Andy. And I know you've been outside yeah. outside a lot here lately, but uh, what would you consider to be a role right now for a man, you know, in this situation we're in? You know, I think trying to keep our head, trying to stay balanced and centered in Christ, um, 
it's hard. It's really hard for me because I'm a, I'm a passionate guy and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about my freedom. I don't like a state telling me what I can do and what I can't do. I don't like the city telling me what I can do and what I can't do, but I do like being able to love on people. And if that means staying at home to protect those who are the most vulnerable, then I'm perfectly fine with doing that. I just don't like being told to do it by somebody else. I don't like Sheila telling me to take out the trash either. So that tells you something about me. So, um, Anyway, all of that being said, I think it's really hard right now to kind of stay balanced. I, you know, friends on Facebook, I see them losing their minds on every, almost, you know, I would say both sides of this coin, but, but I think there's 20 sides to this coin. And, you know, I see people losing their minds saying, you know, this was God's judgment. I see people losing their minds saying, you know, this is a conspiracy that they're, you know, the world powers are trying to take over for a one world government. Um, and that might be true. All of that might be true. I don't know. I'm not God, so I don't know the answer. But but trying to stay centered in Christ and just say, okay, Jesus, I don't know what's going on here. I don't think you caused this. I think the Chinese Communist Party caused this, quite frankly. But how do I pray for my brothers and sisters? How do I stay sane? How do I stay centered in you? How do I protect those people around me that I know that are scared and fearful? And, and how do I love on them, counsel them? And it's been a hard time for me for not because I've been told to stay in, because I'm building a house a mile down the road from my present house. And so I get to go out and work on my house every day and my land. That's not been hard at all. The thing that's been hard for me is I've had my favorite uncle passed away. Uh, a week and a half ago, and I couldn't go to Wichita Falls, Texas to love on his family. And one of my closest friends in Tennessee for a number of years died in a tragic farm accident, farming accident last week. Um, actually had the accident last week, died yesterday. And uh, breaks my heart that I can't go to Nashville and love on his family. And uh, Yeah, Darren, it know, seems like we got situations of horrible loss all over the place for right. our entire families. You know, we lost Vinny. We know that Johnny angel, who was my yep. producer, a lot of, you know, he died of a blood clot mm -hmm. just tragically, um, a week or so ago, no funeral, right? My daughter was losing her junior year of college, you know, from her standpoint, and she's really mourning that she was going to go on a mm -hmm. mission trip to Africa. That was canceled. She's mourning the loss of that. You know, mm -hmm. wasn't Caleb graduating this? Yeah, and Caleb's supposed to graduate in May, and you know they're right. not going to have any type of service. And I think you know he mourned on that for a short period, and then realized there's not much you can do about it. You know, but it doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt. Right. So that uh, you right. know, it, it kind of challenges me, Darren. To how do I step up and help my family um, be able to actually mourn what they're losing? Without you know making a Danny Downer or something, you know what? What do you do? With oh, that? it's a that's, that's awesome, Robbie. I mean, it is that that's so awesome because I think we can. I, I think number one, we can celebrate what we have. Okay, I mean, what I've done is is I have sat down to write down 
what it is that I loved about my uncle, what it is that I loved about Philip Jenkins, who taught me how to build houses, how to farm, how to how to love a business partner, all of those things. He taught me what it's like to be adopted into the the life of uh, of, of Jesus, um, and how God looks at us just like He looks at His own Son once we're adopted in, because He was a father who adopted several children that weren't His, um, and and loved them as if they were the only father that they had ever had, because ultimately He was their their father walked out on them, and and so and so celebrating that, and so I would say I, I'm kind of there with a couple of other people in my family who are having some of those losses. And so I think if we make a conscious effort to say, okay, let's talk about all the awesome stuff. Let's just sit down and talk about it. Tell me what all awesome happened this year, Mariah. Um, what, what were you looking forward to? And how was that going to bless your soul? Because it probably still will bless her soul to process that. And Caleb, you know, what, you know, how, how has this four years been for you? What is the experience? So in other words, do the things that you were going to do anyway. If, if Caleb was going to graduate, you guys would have had some of those conversations and he would have had some of those thoughts and you might've had some of those thoughts, Sam, you might've even written some things down yeah. to give to him. And so if we can do that kind of stuff and have that celebration and, and maybe when all this is over, we all get together and and have a great big celebration for you know Caleb's graduation and and Mariah's you know passion for mission work. I mean that's not her first mission work. Um, you know, I mean, last year she went on a mission trip by herself, completely didn't know anybody there. I mean, that's a brave young lady, and so celebrate that. And uh, you know, I, I think. Those are some of the things. I don't have all the answers. I, I definitely don't. But but I think don't just stop short and go, well, golly, wish we could have had a graduation party, you know, or a, a ceremony or whatever. Let's do it. You yeah. know, whatever we got to pull together to make it happen, let's do it. Yeah, that's a great point. It is a great point. Darren, we'll be very, back to you. We're going to go to Jim. Jim, welcome. Yeah. Are you, you still awake? Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> Enjoying my cat, watching my cat play with a radish tail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really have a response for that. But uh, so, uh, how would you answer the question of a man's role in this current situation? I don't think the roles have changed. I think that we're still supposed to you know, be head of the household if we have one. We're supposed to defend those that need defending. We're supposed to love on everyone, even especially those that aren't very lovable. And I've been thinking about how people are responding to this. And ultimately, the responses aren't much different than normal. The people that complain about everything still are. They just have (laughs) something new to complain about. The people that enjoy life, Still are. They're just doing it at home with their cat eating radish tails and their <laughs> wife rather than You assume you assume you're in that category, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. 
Well, you know, I love I love being with you guys Tuesday night. That's the highlight of my normal week. This doesn't really count. I'm laying in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there this is still something that's a blessing. But our our role in this, I think, for everyone is to point folks to Jesus. But that hasn't changed either. Agreed. Well, thank you, Jim. We'll come back and ask you another question here on the after show. But, uh, Robbie, I want to switch the attention to you. Oh. Uh, so how would you answer this question? we got a few minutes left for you and I to both answer. Uh, you know, I live in a household <laughs> yeah. with three women, my, my wife and my mother-in-law and, and my daughter. And it, you know, I, I, I can relate to some extent that this is really – new territory because all are very fearful i walk in the house and it's like did you wash your hands have you wiped are you wearing your shoes you know they, and you got this coming from a lot of different angles and of course my, my daughter tess happens to come across me she's a nurse and so i get you know these things too and and so <clears throat> fear is rampant and, and i really feel like one role that God has has put on my heart is is prayer, mm-hmm. like praying diligently, um, specifically against the spirit of fear, against the spirit of hate, which seems to be just like oh, it's so easy to get in there and hate mm-hmm. all these these people, and and, and the spirit of death, yeah. like. I I've never come on up against the spirit of death like what I feel like I faced. Um, in the last three weeks. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm making progress. <laughs> don't, don't, don't they all, oh, Robbie's got, no, no, no. I mean, I find myself, and I told you this, we were talking, you know, privately. The other, I have never struggled in prayer like I am struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like I can't find Jesus, feels like I can't find God because I feel the battle is upon us like I've never felt it in mm-hmm. my life. Um, and it could be, you know, just a, a current struggle for me. I'm not putting that on anybody mm-hmm. else. But what I, what I do feel like, is like, wow. In order to get grounded in this, I need to find God and for my family, and specifically, take on these spirits that are rampaging. Yeah, because it's, it's there's no lack of that. You you do see that on social media. You see it everywhere. You know that those things are out there, and and some of it's being um, egged on by certain newscasts and so forth, you know, that can make you start to feel more fearful, make you have more hatred, oh you know, gosh. those types of things. And it, it is difficult. For me, I guess the answer would be, speaking of family and friends, you know, to be, I guess, whatever they need you to be today. You know, if that's a cheerleader, because they need a cheerleader today, let them know that this will pass. Don't know when it's going to, but it's not forever. The one thing about life is it never stays the same. It always changes. It may get worse, it may get better, but it won't stay the same, <laughs> right? And we do know that. That history will tell us that. The other thing I would say is maybe we need to be the one that grounds them and no, we can't really go get ice cream right now. I know it sounds good, but why? who are we going to put at risk by going out? Those types of things. To be the encourager, to be the creative one that says, hey, let's work on a project together. Let's do something we haven't been able to do. Let's play game night. Let's do these different things. Whatever that takes to get your family grounded back into the family unit and ultimately grounded back into God. As we go to the the After Hours show, we're going to talk about the blessings that we found during this time and also the struggles, because they're not without both. You know, sometimes it's easier to see the struggles 
It is the blessings, but we're definitely going to talk about both of those. Go, go to masculinejourney.org to download those, or you can get it at Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of your podcast outlets. They're going to carry the show, Masculine Journey Radio. We'll see you next week. <laughs>